Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Alandari, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Hope Hickerson, and I'm a health education specialist and reporter. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician... That's me, and a health education expert... That's me. Talk about what you need to know to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, and to watch and share our incredible informative animations, please visit us at noisefiltershow.com. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So let's get started. What do the long-term effects of COVID look like in the brain? The short-term effects of COVID-19 are well known at this point. Many people experience mild cold-like symptoms, while others experience more severe symptoms and may even be bedridden for several days. A smaller number of people experience symptoms so severe they require hospital care to stay alive. What has been less known is the long-term effects for that group of people who are hospitalized as a result of COVID-19. A new study conducted by a neurobiologist at the Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center in Boston attempts to answer this important question by comparing post-mortem brain samples of patients who were hospitalized with COVID. The researchers behind the study looked at gene expression brain samples taken from the frontal cortex of the brain. They found that within these samples, genes associated with inflammation and stress were more active in those patients who died with severe COVID symptoms. They also found that genes associated with cognition were less active in the same patients. This suggests that the effects of COVID are likely to contribute to measurable cognitive decline if symptoms are severe. The findings of this study have implications for those patients who experienced severe symptoms but ultimately survived the virus. If a patient's symptoms were severe enough to land them in the hospital, it is likely that they will experience related cognitive decline. The changes in gene activation were comparable to those found in people over 70 years of age. This means that the changes found as a result of severe COVID symptoms essentially caused the brain to age many years past where it should be. It's important to note that uh, the lead researcher pointed out that these changes in cognitive function are likely caused indirectly. This means that it's not the SARS-CoV-2 virus entering the brain that causes these changes. It is instead the symptoms associated with fighting COVID-19 disease that alters cognitive function. The researcher also points out that it is probable other infections that elicit severe symptoms and intense treatment options could have the same effects on gene activation. This new study aims to create a better understanding of the long-term effects of those who experienced severe COVID-19 symptoms and were hospitalized as a result. The study showed that patients who had these severe symptoms are likely to experience cognitive decline that can be thought of as brain aging. The study is in its early stages, but suggests side effects of COVID-19 that may continue for years to come. COVID-19 infections could lead to birth complications. So maternal health care in this country has long been a big concern. 
Over the past decade, however, it's come to be labeled a topic of highest concern by healthcare providers since the U.S. achieved the ignoble distinction of having the highest maternal mortality rate out of all developed countries. That's crazy. Wow. The leading cause of maternal and fetal death is a pregnancy complication known as preeclampsia. Preeclampsia is not very well understood, but during the pandemic, the number of preeclampsia cases skyrocketed, and according to doctors, presented a public health threat. In general, the pandemic resulted in an increase in pregnancy complications, which is leading many experts to wonder if and how COVID-19 is causing these complications. Now almost three years out since the start of the pandemic, many doctors and researchers are looking at the effects that COVID-19 has had on reproductive health, particularly menstrual cycles, fertility, pregnancy, and fetal development. Several large studies have verified that there has been an increase in pregnancy complications during the pandemic, but none have been able to pinpoint the exact reason why. For many immunologists and OBGYNs, the increased rate of pregnancy complications during the pandemic was alarming, especially because COVID was considered to be a respiratory illness and no one expected the virus to impact reproductive organs. However, this is not the first time a virus has caused pregnancy and developmental complications. The 1918 flu pandemic and the Zika epidemic were two other viruses that have heightened complications for both mother and child. So far, the key findings from COVID-19's effect on reproductive health is that it does not seem to affect fertility. However, with pregnancy, the risk of preeclampsia and other issues such as stillbirths does seem to increase if you contract COVID while pregnant. In fact, mo- in fact multiple studies have shown that pregnant women who were infected with COVID had about a 60% increased risk of preeclampsia compared with those who were not infected. Although the mechanism is still unclear, researchers believe that COVID-19 is causing inflammation and strain on the circulatory systems of these pregnant mothers. COVID-19 is able to bind to receptors in the heart and on blood vessels known as ACE2 receptors. These receptors are responsible for regulating blood pressure and inflammation. As a result of covid Doctors have found that in some patients, it ends up causing hundreds of tiny blood clots, which is a risk factor for developing preeclampsia. Many women feel that there is not enough being done by government and health officials about awareness regarding these pregnancy complications as a result of COVID. The connection between COVID and preeclampsia is alarming, and the public, not just pregnant women, should be informed of this. That way, people might avoid using risky behavior, especially around pregnant individuals. This is scary. The more we find out about COVID and its effects, the scarier it gets. You know, as a as a woman in child still childbearing age, even though, you know, my husband and I have made a decision not to have children like this still not to have any more children. Excuse me. It's so scary. It is just so scary. And then thinking that. You know, it's like, what is being done? Why is there not urgency right. around figuring this out and right. helping us, you know, and helping women? And like, I love that, you know, we make sure to say it's not just a women's problem because when people hear reproductive issues, yeah. a lot of people shut it shut off. They're like, oh, right. that's a woman's issue. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't affect me. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But really, yes, you do. You know, yeah. we're 50% in the population. 
Yeah, and, and like I mean, come on, we're connected to everything, and then well, and every single one of us, a hundred percent of the population, like was you know once, exactly. you know, yeah. Like, how could you not? How could it not affect you, even if it's quote unquote just a women's issue? It, yeah. You know what I mean? So totally. it's just it's just so infuriating. It's frustrating and yeah. scary that more isn't being done. And to to let people know, especially the dangers of this. Hopefully, you know, there'll be more research studies coming out that um, point us in the right direction about this. But we'll, we'll definitely be keeping you updated. Thanks for listening to Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast. Follow us on social media and leave us a review letting us know your favorite part of the show. You can find me, Hope Hickerson, at hopehickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at the Dr. Derry. That's D-R-D-E-R-Y. To see and share our amazing animations and find out more information about us, the show, as well as links to our social media, go to noisefiltershow.com. We are grateful to our sponsors, including Access Health Louisiana and the End the Epidemic Initiative, who are working to bring equitable health outcomes to everyone they serve. Hope, any last words? Stay well out there, folks, and continue taking steps to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, getting adequate sleep, and seeing your healthcare providers regularly. And protect yourself and others by getting the COVID-19 vaccine and booster, wearing a mask, and social distancing wherever possible. Remember, health is a human right.